two FBI agents killed in the line of duty were laid to rest as honorable heroes earlier this month. FBI agents Daniel Alfin and Laura Schwarzenberger were shot to death while executing a search warrant at the home of a suspected child pornographer in Sunset, Florida. Both agents were known for their efforts in the field as they protected several children from child abuse. According to the FBI Agents Association, a search warrant was related to the suspected possession of child pornography of the suspect who has now been identified as David Lee Huber. Several reports state that Huber barricaded himself in his residence and was later found dead, as law enforcement officials said that it seemed that the man had killed himself before agents were able to arrest him. Because of the disturbing and graphic nature of these cases, FBI squads that investigate crimes against children are recognized as some of the most difficult assignments. In addition to the apparent reasons in which why these cases are perhaps the most difficult, and what are the FBI agents really dealing with entering these scenarios? To learn more about the issue, I spoke with former FBI Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Gina L. Osborne. She managed the FBI's largest cyber and computer forensics programs in Los Angeles for 11 years before she retired in 2018. During that time, she also managed the Violent Crimes Against Children program for five years. Hi, Gina. Thank you for being here with me today. My pleasure. So two FBI agents were killed last week while executing a search warrant at the home of a man suspected of engaging with child pornography. They were murdered before the man apparently took his own life. So you have worked with similar cases in Southern California, and what makes these kind of cases, crimes against children, so dangerous for law enforcement agents? Well, they're dangerous for law enforcement agencies because of the subject of the investigation. The subject of the investigation is usually an individual who is a pedophile, and that individual really has nothing to live for when their crime is exposed. And so really, when you think about it, you know, if you go after a bank robber and you go to arrest a bank robber, the whole world will find out that they're a bank robber. But when you go to arrest a pedophile, when the entire world finds out that they're a pedophile, it's a completely different story. So it's not uncommon for a person who is in that situation, if they've, um, if they're going on an arrest to um, get them on child pornography or for having a contact offense against a child, it's not uncommon for that person to commit suicide or for that person to react in such a way that this person did. Since several suspects engage in such violent acts online, how does the emergence of new technologies, such as the dark web, affect cases of violent crimes against children? And what have you seen the FBI do as a response? Well, I I think it's easier for these predators to go undetected by trading this child pornography. And that's what they do is they trade child pornography. So um, what the FBI has to do is they have to make sure that when they go into the house to go after these predators, that the evidence is preserved. So um, I, I think that's something that is top of mind whenever these law enforcement agencies are going into the house to make sure that they're preserving the evidence. According to the Miami Herald, there was a similar case that actually went down the same morning near Coral Springs. However, in that case scenario, the FBI agents had the support of a SWAT team. 
This has, as a response, raised questions about intelligence and tactics, but can you perhaps tell us more on other efforts taken to ensure the protection of the agents at the scene? Well, there's a lot of reasons why you would use a SWAT team. So say if you're going into a house where you know the subject is going to has, uh, have firearms, if that subject has a violent past, if they have gang affiliations. So really, before a, an FBI agent will go into a house to serve a search warrant or an arrest warrant, they're going to take a variety of different things into um, into uh, you know the scenario, and they're going to de- they're going to determine whether or not they're going to need to use a SWAT team versus using the agents on the squad to go into the house. So when they went into the house in Florida, they probably thought um, that they didn't have um, enough danger to use the SWAT team, which is why they they use the agents on the squad. The agents who work crimes against children cases have to see these horrifying images as a part of their jobs. So while we have already discussed the physical protections these agents have, what are some structures that are in place to support the emotional and mental well-beings of these agents? Well, it's not just the agents, it's the intelligence analysts as well. You know, they have to look at child pornography as well to help the agents make the cases against these predators. So every year, the agents and the analysts, as well as the computer forensics forensics examiners, they have to be what the FBI calls safeguarded, and that's where they have to sit down with psychologists to determine whether or not they're fit to be able to continue working these types of investigations. And finally, knowing that these cases happen more than covered, what can we do as a community to keep children safe? You know, I think we just need to continue to watch and observe and listen to our kids. You know, if we see something, we need to say something to make sure that the kids in our communities are safe. When it comes to keeping kids safe online, we as parents, we have to make sure that we keep those kids safe online. Whenever we bring a smartphone or we bring a computer into the house, we're as much bringing strangers into our house if we don't watch our kids and make sure that they use those computers and those smartphones in an appropriate way. When you give your child a smartphone, it's important to have a contract with them so they know what it is they can do and what it is they can't do online. And if you go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They've got some great materials on um, their website that can help you set up a contract with your kid and also give you some really important information to help keep your kids safe online. Once again, thank you for being here with me today. It's my pleasure. Gina L. Osborne is a former FBI Assistant Special Agent in charge. She is also the sister of KCSB's News and Public Affairs Director, Lisa Osborne. For KCSB News, I'm Yuleta Teagle.